Hey everybody, Jackie here, and I just wanted to say a few things about this episode. For quite some time, this has been a lost episode for us. We recorded this episode with Matt in, I want to say, January or February of this year. And for whatever reason, it didn't save to the place, the file, whatever that we normally save it to. So when we went to look for it at the end of March, we couldn't find it. Uh, We obviously have recovered it and we are very excited to finally be putting this episode out. Matt, thank you for your patience. Uh, And all that being said, again, this was recorded prior to the pandemic. So there may be mention of events or conventions or things that unfortunately could not happen because of the pandemic. And above all, Though Marissa and I have agreed to release episodes again, please know that we are continuing our efforts in support of Black Lives Matter. We are continuing to march, to protest, to donate, and to educate ourselves to be the best allies that we can be for people of color. It's been a few weeks now, so keep the momentum going. This is not a moment. This is not a trending topic. Keep up the efforts to fight against racism, oppression, supremacy, and hatred. With all that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we encourage you to diversify your playlist. Do a Google search. Find other podcasts that are written by, produced, and led by people of color. I myself am one that had to take a step back and realize how white my podcast playlist was. I will continue to educate myself. I will continue to grow and learn. And again, Marissa and I just hope and encourage for all of you to do the same. Now it's time to roll that intro. Keep fighting the good fight and wash your damn hands. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Nard. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right, everybody. And make sure you check under your seat, because not only do we have Matt Kelly here for our movie night, (laughs) but we are also talking about some William Castle flicks. Delightfully ghoulish ones featuring Vincent Price. Oh, Oh, (laughs) many dirty thoughts. Oh, my gosh. He is so fucking dreamy back in the day. I'll tell you what. I know what I would do from now on when when it's late at night and I need some company. I'm just going to pop on one of these films because holy shit, Vincent Price. Can I I recommend something to you? Sure. The Tingler? (laughs) How have we not sold a Tingler sex toy? Oh my god, right? <laughs> it just sells itself. But it sounds like Vincent Price. It's yes. just... Oh. Yes. No, squeeze it. Yes. No, I'm just saying, if, yes. you want, if you want more of that, I have... I am subscribed on Spotify. Vincent Price reading Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Yes. 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 Super, super here for that. So um, I was listening to uh, Shout Factory, or Scream Factory just put out the the fly box set so it's the first three black and white fly movies and then the two Cron- well the Cronenberg sequel or remake and whatever anyway so I'm listening to the commentary track and the fly is how he got 
House on Haunted Hill. Because William yeah. Castle was such a big fly fan. And he's like, why isn't Vincent Price doing more horror movies? And then just signed him for this like crazy contract to just do a shit ton of William Castle movies. Dude, and that's <laughs> one of the things before we dive into the movies that I was blown away by doing a little research. And I, holy shit, this guy turned out movies like nobody else. Oh, dude, he like was the king. two, three movies a year. Have you ever seen the movie Matinee? No, I've read about Ch- it. Check yeah. out Matinee. Matinee is like the Joe Dante film that no one remembers. Because it's not, you know, like most of Joe Dante's movies are like kids movies with a little bit of horror. This is not as much horror based, but it takes place in the 50s. And it's this kid lives on like an army site in the 50s when the Cold War was going on. And everyone was afraid of nuclear warfare breaking out at any time. And the whole town is protesting that this William Castle-esque character played by John Goodman is coming into town for his big new movie, Mant. (laughs) <laughs> about a man who's turned into a half-man, half-ant creature from a nuclear blowout. But it's like actually just like a very cute little like coming-of-age story. But John Candy is so... Or uh, not John Candy. John Goodman is so charming as this William Castle-type character. And like, you That's know... Some, yeah, I heard it was Just doing like stuff like they walk yeah. into like the movie theater and there's like a hand inside of an anthill. In front of that is like the waiver that you have to sign that you won't sue the theater if you die of fright. <laughs> and like... All of that stuff. He was like the the carny of horror movies. It he was really awesome. was. Shit got so weird, too. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys read about like the later gimmicks, like when they were getting desperate and things were starting. Where you would vote if a character lived or died in the right. movie. Or you would like go to the fucking, I'm too yellow and cowardly, so I'm going to leave. Yeah, the chicken like, lane. The chicken lane. Like, <laughs> yeah. like shame. Yeah. Shame. Like, and I think shit got weird at the end there, but I loved, I find this so adorable. I don't know why, but I find the gimmicks like so cute. No, I, I love this work. era. I've, I've said it before like yeah like with horror movie night we do a lot of 80s movies but like when especially Halloween time for me it's all the black and white movies it it just it's comfort food because sometimes Agreed. I don't need to be on my like it reminds me that the horror movies that I appreciate but don't love are the movies that actually do fill me with unease and terror and the ones that I adore are the ones that are like uh, to steal a phrase from Joe from Fright School when describing Gilmore Girls but movies that are like a warm cup of hot chocolate on a winter day is like exactly the type of horror that I want to watch in October. Yeah, like, that makes sense. And Gilmore Girls is a cup of hot chocolate. It, cool. it, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is beautiful. Yeah. I, and I've, actually, I'm binging it right now for oh, the first no. time. Oh, Ooh. yay. So I've been so watching and then listening to Gilmore Guys. How been, I, are you? I can't, Season three. I can't get into Gilmore I got a way guys. to go. Uh, it I took tried. me a while. I, I got about halfway through season one of Gilmore Guys, and I just, I couldn't, so, I couldn't anymore. I don't know if it was on there when you started listening, but when I started listening, the first episode has an introduction from Kevin, the host, and he's like, hey, thanks for checking out our show. Um, if you're <gasps> starting at the beginning, uh, we weren't very good at doing this until about season three, so I really <laughs> recommend, ju- if you don't like it, please jump to episode one of season three just to see how you feel about it oh, at that point. So I, heard nice. I will say the only thing that I really loved from Gilmore Guys was their Melissa McCarthy impersonation. Oh my god, it's so hey funny. Guys. Hey guys! Come on! Melissa McCarthy! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, dare it they. was so funny because it was always... <laughs> It was always like for like 30 seconds. Like she'd just be show up and go, hey, it's Melissa McCarthy. You're like, hey, Melissa, you want to sit down? She's like, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 
Uh, no, yeah, but uh, I love that show. No. I can't tell you how often yeah. I watch that show just because I need that comfort in yeah. my life. Dude, no, it I... is, it's the least. There is no drama in that show. No, <laughs> like I was like trying to explain so... it to someone, and I'm like, I was like, well, the big drama in this episode was that Lorelai might not get the sandwich that she wanted <laughs> at, at Luke's. And they're like, right. they're like, and then what happened? I'm like, she got the sandwich. I tell you what, I there was no better compass for me when I felt the pure terror of realizing I was going to be a mother to a girl than watching Lorelai Gilmore because I was like, I can do this. I can do this, guys. <laughs> um, You've got two little Rory's running around oh, here now. That's my compliment. Yeah, because um, they're smarter than you. the dog's smarter than me so i don't know you know so anyway tonight we're going to be talking about two of his 1959 movies the house on haunted hill and the tingler now i googled the tingler and i gotta tell you it went bad quick before i realized i wasn't watching a william castle movie Um, you gotta put the google safe search on (laughs) and then google the tingler she just thought it was a french movie yeah (laughs) um so do you guys want to which one you want to start with what do you think House let's on let's Hill? start with House on Haunted Hill because let's go based on like what the the thing to wheel you, like reel you in at the theaters was and oh, House on Haunted Hill was the House on Haunted Hill one was a little bit cheesier than oh, the Tingler. So cheesy. <laughs> like, Although yeah. I adorable. So I'm gonna own the fact that I don't know that I ever truly watched this movie in its entirety, which is sacrilegious, yeah. I know. But when I found out that the woman with the the black woman in black was like it was just the caretaker. Yeah. Not only did I feel so terrible for her that what would it be like to go through life and you're like and people just think you're a fucking monster. Yeah. And also I was like how wonder, what a wonderful William Castle thing to do. You know like make them completely normal people who just happen to be around like simmer down Nora it's just the fucking housekeeper. Like <laughs> and I loved that about it. Um and I love House on Haunted Hill. I love everything about the storyline. I love everything about the notion of all the games. Like it's such a mind fuck of a movie that I love it. It's so weird to think about all the different versions inspired mm-hmm. by that book mm-hmm. that we have gotten. Like, because if you watch this and the 90s House on Haunted Hill and then The Haunting of Hill House, yeah. they are three dramatically different everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, With, and none of them really that accurate to Shirley Jackson's <laughs> <laughs> Which and, and I find deeply ironic. Um, so my first thought on this film is... Of course, I, and no shock here, my first notion was about just the evolution of a woman in horror because I think Nora... You? Not shocking. I don't know. <laughs> out of left field, am I right? Too bad Zach's not here to shit on me for it either. But um, at the end of the day, like Nora to me and the juxtaposition between uh, the, the evil wife and the sweet, innocent girl who's victimized by them it was so fascinating because really that's all you had in the 50s as a woman in horror. You were either the fucking monstrous female... Because you were trying to get power in a place where you couldn't get any power, or you were the victim. Well, can we like thinking about like time periods mm-hmm. and stuff like this? Uh, and I don't remember what either one of your stances is on this movie, but it's only a couple weeks past Christmas still, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and like one of my favorite movies to watch at Christmas time is It's a Wonderful Life. I adore everything Love that it. that movie's yep, about. Me too. Love it. The one issue that I have about that movie. Is that in this alternate reality where like his brother's dead and all this stuff, the worst thing that's the breaking point for him is that the person who would be his wife isn't married. And it's like... Because what but worst fate for yeah, a date? That's <laughs> what I mean. 
Like, it's just like, oh, she just lives all by herself. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, my best life. It's my best life. Like, I always laugh. I'm like, Donna Reed, get a girl. <laughs> Like every time I'm like, God, you couldn't come up with a better anything. Like, terrible face. She's for her, like yeah. married to someone who doesn't treat she her right. Like, right. like the did. idea that she, she just isn't married right is yeah, the single. worst. This is where we're in the worst timeline. My brother can be dead. Right. <laughs> My but mother can be depressed wreck. But God forbid Mary isn't married. <laughs> like what else? What could be worse for a woman, really? But I think and that sums up like the '30s into like I don't know. Into tomorrow, right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's so true, and I think that whole it still pervades our our existence. So I'm reading a book right now called "Bad Moms and Dead Blondes and Bad Moms," and it's all about how, like, in horror and in all of culture, really, women are the monster if they shirk the patriotic norms. And, um, patriotic, patriarchy norms, the patriotic norms, you can shirk whatever the fuck you want. Um, (laughs) but it's, and I thought this movie was such an interesting take on that because it's like, there's the woman who isn't believed and gets treated like she's hysterical. Like, oh, silly broad. Like, go go lay down, take a motor and you'll be fine. Or, you know, versus the, but then the weird, like, outlier in this film for me is the older journalist woman. Who never really oh, the gets... drunk? Yeah, she's yeah. kind of a delightful gambling, sh- like, drunk fucker, and I love it. I feel yeah. like she kind of, to me, shirks that norm, you know? And I, I find her interesting. But yeah, the other thing I thought was, man, this movie puts a bad spin on marriage. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I feel like when I think about William Castle movies, and, and I think by design, this person always intended to be this way... But William Castle, to me, was, like, the 50s John Waters. Like, he was trying to, like, Make sure. kind of be shocking, but mm-hmm. schlocky and campy. And, like, yeah. John Waters has stories about how he would go to, like, when they were screening and the Tinkler, yeah, he would look for where the buzzers <laughs> yeah. were. Because, like, that was, to him, the pinnacle of cinema. Right. So I think when you think about William Castle in those, through that lens, it totally makes sense that he would go against movies that make marriage look great and be like, no, let's make the marriage look, look fucking shitty. awful. Right. And let's like have this drunk gambling journalist yeah. be like the life that you want to live. He did. He almost, and I could see why, why Hitchcock often cited these films yeah. because he, he very much perverts like the norms of the time. Like in this film, the, the really bad, big, bad monsters are the fucking humans. There yeah. what I loved about both these films is that there's this sprinkle of there could be supernatural or extra forces mm-hmm. but really it's the people who are doing all the it's, fucked up shit it's basically like especially with this one because there really is almost no supernatural yeah. in this yeah. it's like it's the like monsters it's like the monsters on maple street episode mm-hmm. of twilight zone like it's it's way yeah, it's worse true. how humans react to things that they don't understand mm-hmm. than anything than else. anything else right and like I, I have to laugh because the skeleton coming out. Oh, it's like, the just best! Oh my god! I could me. if there isn't already like a ten-hour loop of that. Oh, I like, watch it all Just day. have that projected on your wall at the next Halloween party. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh my god! We should. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I like rewound to watch. I was like, why is this delighting me so much? I was like clapping and cheering. It's for like it. a live-action version of that skeleton dance cartoon. Like, that, like all of us. Yeah. I want. I am calling out Hollywood. I want. <laughs> People to be more dramatic because Chad oh, watched that I movie bet. with me 
And ever since we watched that movie last week, now we'll just walk up to each other and lightly touch each other on the shoulder. Dumb. And then we're like, whoa, into the vat of acid. Dude, 50s were great for all that. The dramatic, like, dramatic fainting. Oh, we yeah. need more of that in we our need lives. Can, can we start more movies with people just screaming? Yeah. Because both of these. Can just... we start more movies with just the talking floating oh, the heads? heads? We the need to bring that back, you guys. Floating heads I miss. And, I miss and the floating heads. Side note, again, when I say people fainting, I absolutely mean, and listeners won't see what I'm doing, but like the hand up, like beforehand. <laughs> so, I need more yeah. drama. I need more drama. Also, can we start sending actors and actresses back, or just actors, back to the school where they learn the kind of talk, where it's like always like the, the weird pronunciation. Like, I can't do oh, it. But, like, like, uh, like April Ludgate playing. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, where, where there's, because in this, they all have that dramatic. Nah, see, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I, I miss that. I do, I miss golden Hollywood you know for what? that very reason. And, and, and I think on- that there's like a film thing where you, you have to, I don't trust someone who says that they're a film fan and they don't secretly love a bunch of these old yeah. black and white movies because like people are like, oh, they're dated. It's like, of course they are. That's why I love them so that's, fucking much. Right. Like, that's what makes on, it great. On what you're talking about, like the way people speak. So I'm watching this movie and I think this is the first time I really, I actually looked it up because I'm like, where's Vincent? You did a little research. Did a little research. I'm like, where's Vincent Price from? Like... Is that like a this twinge of an English accent? Like what? Like he I doesn't just seem to have. I assumed it was like acting school at that time. Well, it, it's got to be when he's, everybody learns how to speak that way. Yeah, he's he's American born. Like, yeah, but he American. doesn't quite sound like it. But yeah, it's that classically trained, trained voice. stage yep. actor voice that's just. I just wish I had it more, Jackie. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I miss. I miss. We don't have. I look. I'm not gonna pretend that we don't have some of the best actors that have ever lived in our existence right now we've got some incredible actors but like what we don't have Jim Carrey 100% but like well like I just saw Ford versus Ferrari and like Christian Bale still is this dude who I forget that he's Christian Bale when he's in movies because he can disappear into these characters versus like he's right and he's right there next to Matt Damon who I'm like yeah Matt Damon's doing all right in this movie but he's always Matt Damon Matt Damon (laughs) but like we don't have we don't have character actors. We don't have a Vincent Price or a Peter Laurel or like a Humphrey well, Bogart. Not a, like not, not these people who it's like they found their niche and they live in that niche and that's like Vin their character. Vin Diesel. How dare you? <laughs> but even then, like Vin Diesel will still, Vin Diesel still bounces out and does like Groot and does like, I'm talking about like, right. I'm talking about like here. a dude who literally his only characteristic is, that one. is like, hey, I'm Peter <laughs> Laurel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I know that the last time I was, I can't believe this was how long ago it was, but the last time I was on the show, we were talking about Looney Tunes. <laughs> and, were we six? What were we doing? <laughs> and, and since I've been watching all of the, like, I bought the full set of, like, the Looney Tunes Golden Collection. I can't believe and, you watched those. And my favorite, it. but we've talked about this, my favorite thing in all of those old cartoons is that they would do these bits that was just 10 minutes of, like, hey, this is just a bar in Hollywood, and it would just jump to, like, Characters and like different to all these types, yeah. What would you like if Looney Tunes was new today? Who the fuck can we even make characters of? Because no everyone's trying to be the star, mm-hmm. that there's no people who are like, no, I'm gonna be creepy German guy. Right. Like, that is right. like the role I was born to play, baby. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's interesting too, because I thought for sure when you said your favorite part was gonna be when Bugs dresses like a girl, but that's <laughs> there. close second. Yeah. No, actually, honestly. <laughs> And I know Jackie will back me up on this. My favorite thing is anytime Daffy Duck gets hurt, period. Like, if, 
Elmer Fudd will shoot him in the face and his beak goes to the back of his head and I'm just like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. You too. Like, two little baby gorillas. I got so... Good, bringing it back to Gilmore Girls, the most recent episode I watched was the one where Lorelai's talking about her biggest fear is that she'll get... Like, she keeps dreaming about death and she's like, the one time I got shot in the face like Daffy Duck and my mouth was on the back of my head. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Lorelai Gilmore. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? I want to be here so much. Um, the two things speaking to the point of like you have to just enjoy these for what they are is the monster hand which is actually meta because it's meant to be fake and just scaring her and also I loved the um the wait what was the other special effect oh just like the track shot of like the scary woman and like I say what you will still skeeves me a little bit let me pitch something to you we're gonna go off the podcast for a little bit you've got a nice little side gig you're doing the the dark hills game sure can we for the love of god do like a clue or haunted haunted hill house night like something where it's like just hanging out in a mansion and it's a murder mystery we have a clue (laughs) um part of our corporate package is is one of them is the clue yeah because i think everybody gets it like to be a different character because i think that like there's i would sign up for that yeah i would sign up for that so quick yeah. to do just like group of friends yeah, in a haunted yeah. house. We actually, like, they actually did it for a bachelor party. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That like, but you know what I mean? Like we, I think that if people started doing that More again, that kind of stuff. they would be coming back to these movies and be like, this is so much, like they so would see what fun. it is. It's just good fun. Yeah. Like the episode of The Office where they do the murder mystery. And yeah. All, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, so I came up with a drinking game too. And I, I to be fair, I wasn't drinking, but I came up with a drinking game. <laughs> I've been painfully sober lately. Um, Dry January? Yeah, <laughs> might as well be. Um, every time they say the word hysteria, you would be drunk <laughs> by minute three. And as a counselor, I take a little bit of offense to the psychiatrist who just every You know what she is? And I get it because he's the bad guy, but he's like, hysteria. Hysteria. You get hysteria. You get hysteria. (laughs) Like, that was the only diagnosis back then, but he's not wrong. (laughs) But when, the flip side of that, again, is like, when has there ever been a good psychiatrist? In in, anything. In any, especially in this. Or in life. Like, let's talk about, let's talk about, like, similar character is like the the fucking monologue at the end of Psycho where the guy's just yeah. putzing around for right, 10 just minutes pers- just be like well yeah, yeah, he's just like well he was a cross dresser and that's why he murders oh no so cringy like, yeah and it's like, I get it. I get it. It was a different time. But yeah. it's it's like that that part is the worst part in Psycho. Because it's like the reefer madness moment. Oh, like It's like all of reefer <laughs> madness in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, so Vincent Price is offering $10,000 to, to stay the night. Yes. Oh, okay. what? No, no. Oh. no, I'll pay $10,000. Yeah. How much? Yeah. <laughs> um, Can we split? <laughs> <laughs> so in today's money, because I'm thinking like, wow. I love that you did math. I did. I did the page. match. It's it would only be eighty. I say only be eighty eight thousand dollars. Oh, that's all. Yeah, because I'm not gonna do. But like, eight, so eighty eight thousand dollars. I'd do it for ten. To spend the I was gonna say, yeah. if it was I eight thousand, I would be like, sure. Yeah, I could do that. My student loans would be done. I know. <laughs> House paid off. This is fine. I Let's know. The- ten thousand wouldn't be life changing, but it would sure as fuck help. Well, yeah. I. <laughs> done. I have only. It's probably only been in the last ten years. That I watched this version of House on Haunted Hill. Because in the beginning, the, what, 1999, House on Haunted Hill was the only one I knew. 
So, like, however many years ago that I watched this black and white version, like, the whole time I'm waiting, like, here come the ghosts. Yep. Here come the ghosts. <laughs> Where are the ghosts? Hey, there you, are no ghosts. If you want to be burned like that, uh, also check out the original 13 Ghosts, no, okay, which right. is like, yeah. look, I love William Castle movies. But man, if you want to talk about a movie where they definitely did a better job with that concept, yeah. it's fucking the 90s 13 Ghosts compared to that original movie. Because that original movie is bad. It's, it's like, a little painful. I tried yeah. to, yeah, I didn't yeah. get through it. Yeah, so for 88000 I would go in a goddamn heartbeat. Yeah. And not only would I go in a heartbeat, but I'd be like so down to clown with all of it. Yeah. Like, Because think about it, everybody else in that house got out unscathed and theoretically got their money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're led to believe. That. Win, win, win. Yeah. The evil bitch. See you next Tuesday. Dies. Vincent Price gets to play with skeletons. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah. All I'm saying is, in my house, and I would the audience prob- has a very fake yeah. life. Skeleton comes I, I would probably put a padlock on the acid vat in my basement so it could be easily opened. I want an acid vat in my basement, <laughs> guys. I really think I have a new goal in life, and that is to build an acid vat. This is another. So back to things that I wish still existed: movies in the fifties. I miss. <laughs> I miss when every horror movie ends with them going into a basement that has a giant vat of something. Like House of Wax, the original oh House God, of Wax right. with a giant right. vat, just oh, a wax just that a anyone wax, could right. fall into. And, right. Like your fucking Jack Nicholson in the beginning of Batman. Just fall into <laughs> just it. Just always. Like, you know what? We should bring it back. Yeah. I think, guys, I'm going to build a giant vat of something. And I need another Dark Hill game. Would that be deadly if I just built a giant thing of really scalding well, hot cheese with you? Depends lightly, on how hungry you are. If you lightly brush my shoulder, uh-huh. I dramatically fall in. Then yes, yeah, perfect. then yes, and then suddenly, like I'll go down. There'll be nothing, and then a few minutes later, just like just a completely bone, like right. yeah, clean. just completely clean right. bones, cheesy we'll bones. Bone yeah. I'm just cheesy thinking bones. of the scene in a beer fest where he falls into the back of beer. <laughs> and he's just trying to drink his way out. <laughs> That'd be me and the cheese. Yeah, he's like, I can eat my way out of this. <laughs> um, no, so, I think this movie's an absolute delight. Yeah. I, I really, I, I was saying earlier that, like, I have, when you asked me, hey, do you have copies of these movies? I was like, I have the entire William Castle collection. Because I really do think that, like, yeah, they're cheesy, they're goofy, but, like, if you're even remotely into campy or schlocky, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you need to have William Castle in your vocabulary because he's kind of the godfather of all all of hundred percent and i think sometimes gimmicks make a little comeback whether it's like the 3d shit whether it's the fucking like i remember when i went to see scream 2 in the movies the gimmick they did was they handed out scream masks to everybody ahead of time and i remember thinking like well this is stupid what's the big deal like i get it it's scream right but when you're watching the movie theater scene from the opening scream 2 in a theater with people full of screen masks, you're it's, suddenly very unhinged. Yeah. Like, I remember truly being very terrorized by that news. I've shared this story before uh, on multiple shows. <laughs> but, like, when I saw Gremlins 2, I thought Hulk Hogan was in my movie theater. <laughs> and I was standing on a chair looking for him. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Burrow, the holster's brother. here! Burrow, brother! <laughs> oh. So excited! I was like, "He's here!" Oh, that's vastly different from me sitting at Scream Two, going, "I'm gonna get murdered yeah. now." Yeah. It was but no, very like, scary. I, I would love for there to be like, more co- yeah, more. Like I've yeah, said that before, and this was so. This is like one of my favorite movies. No one talks about it, but there's a movie from the '90s, 1991, called Popcorn. 
Have you ever seen Popcorn, either of you? No. Is that an anthology? No. Sort of. Maybe. It's a hard, <laughs> It's a slasher film where the killer is loose in an all-night screening of William Castle-esque movies, and he's killing people through the gimmicks. So like, I love that so idea. it's like it's smell o vision, but he like releases like a toxic okay. gas, oh and it's like, can we re- remake that movie like today? <laughs> that's, but it's it's one of those movies where I'm watching like, okay, take away the the fact that you might die while watching the movie. If you had an all night William Castle marathon where all yeah. the old gimmicks, mm-hmm. I go to bed at like nine p.m. now. Yeah, I would stay up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I, would, I would be like, I would okay. Buy a yeah, I was like, I'll make it a point. I'll skip work, sleep all day, yeah. and then just have and the energy to like can, get through this whole thing. And then you can me all night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> um, no, no, I agree. Different Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, no, I definitely think it's, it's interesting. I wish we did a little bit more of it these days. I think people yeah. are hungry for it and we don't realize it. Yeah. Like, well, make it like, schlocky, make it You're a Disney shit. geek. Like, I am a Disney look geek. at what they've been doing with the parks now. It's oh, more yeah, than just a ride. It's like, it is, yeah. it is borderline you're just walking into virtual and reality. That is exactly yeah. right. And that is what we want. I mean, yeah. that is, you want that immersive experience. And I can't, I'm there, I'm here for it. I'm here for it with horror. I'm here for it with Disney. I mean, you're kind of already doing it with the gaming stuff. Uh, yeah. And I'm, and <laughs> like, you're honestly, on the forefront it's one of, of it. The most, yeah, it's one of the most inspiring things to create these fully immersive. Like right now we're planning, um, and I'm going to just tease this, but we're planning our next event to be a Buffy-themed event. And I got to tell you, ha- being able to bring in the movie and the show and all this like rich lore for people who are so fanatical about it and trying to make it as realistic for them as you possibly can is so much fun to write that you know like it's it's a good time and people are into it mm-hmm. we have anything else we want to say about this or should we tingle our way into the Ooh, i'm gonna tingle, <laughs> like, tingle my way in yeah i think i'm good with the haunts yeah i'm into it um, right. How about the tingler? Yeah. Same year. He just churns this out too. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, if I could write one good thing a year, but this guy can just write two whole movies and, and direct and produce them at the to same time. To be fair, like, Roger Corman was doing it even quicker. He just wasn't doing them well. Right. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, you're right. Like, so recently on Horror Movie Night, we did an episode on Little Shop and we were talking oh. about the original Roger Corman movie that was literally made in two days on a bet that and he could make t- a movie in two days. Like, and you can tell. Like, it. Yeah, it is not a good movie. No. It is bad. But, <laughs> but listen, man, he got paid. Yeah. That's why you want And that's what like. I mean. It's, it's like, that's that work ethic. And that, like, so where William Castle is like, you follow William Castle and that's the pathway into like the John Waters and all that stuff. Like Roger Corman is that pathway right into like Full Moon Pictures and Troma Pictures where it's like, yeah. yo, we're going to put out 20 movies this it's year, garbage. but we're filming it all in the exact same location <laughs> over 20 weeks. Like, <laughs> and, and I think that that's another thing Big Hollywood is missing is that if you look up directors now, even the most prolific ones, there's years, like sometimes years? in between their work. And I get it because I, I know what it's like, you know, like, but these guys are like, fuck it, you get a movie and you get a movie. One of my favorite movie facts in the world is that From Beyond was shot because they were waiting for the special effects for dolls to be done. Like, like they had shot dolls and they're like, Hashtag oh, worth it. Yeah, and they're like, man, it's going to take a while for this stop motion <laughs> stuff. Hey, while we're here on set, you want to film an entire H.P. Lovecraft movie we'll in which Jeffrey Combs right? becomes some weird fucked up alien? <laughs> Alright. Let's just whip this up real quick. I miss those days. Alright, so let's talk Tingler. Also 1959. This one, the gimmick was way better because they put little buzzers from like old airplane things under seats in the theater. 
And the premise of the movie is that uh, we all have a tingler, yeah. and the only way to get it out is to scream. Yes. Yeah. And the, the and the tingle is that feeling of deep fear you feel in your spine, which yeah. I actually really liked this concept. Oh, I loved it because yeah. I love like you. I don't know about you guys, but that is the worst feeling in the world. That like pain, like that weird tingle right here. No? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's the worst. It's just of very all disorienting. Time, no, yeah. I mean, giving childbirth is the worst of all time. But this was <laughs> disorienting. Oh, I don't know about that. Let me man, <laughs> let me mansplain to you what real pain, what real pain is. Have you ever stubbed a toe? <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, I, I've said this once. I'll say it again. I have had pains that I would I would choose childbirth over. So to be fair, um, but yeah, no, that feeling is very not even just the most painful, but the most like disorienting, uncomfortable sensation. Yeah. If that's fair. Well, I, I mean, I think it actually it's kind of brilliant because it taps mm-hmm. into like why do people go to horror movies is to feel that. Yeah. So now you're making a movie where you're taking that feeling and also turning it into the villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like. And like so many of Castle's movies, the real villains are the people, because Higgins is the worst. <laughs> no, the monsters are inside of us. Right, we are. But the, we're not bothering them. It's like Jaws, man. Right. Jaws is just swimming Sleep and doing low. his thing. This is the <laughs> second time tonight someone's defended how natural Jaws is. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that Jaws is natural. No, Sharknado's that movie, are natural. Yeah. That movie scares the shit out of me to this sure. day, and I haven't been to a beach in like 15 years because every summer I watch Jaws to remind myself not to go, to the, beach. go to the beach. <laughs> but that's right. because, here's the thing, what I get from Jaws is that's their place, and I'd be upset if they were storming into my house, so I'm not going to storm into <laughs> their house. That's an adorable You go into the shark's house? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that clip of the video? Mm-hmm. There's this woman that talks about going to the shark's house. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the shark's house, you're going to end up on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have to play it for you afterwards. It's this, it's uh, my friend Jen and I like constantly quote it. But she talks about, yeah, yeah. if you go, swimming, she's like, if you go to the beach, go to the beach, but stay out of the ocean. Because if you are going to get bit by a shark, that's your own dumbass fault. Because you are up in their business. Well, and that's, a, I, I'll always remember uh, Kevin Smith on like, this was like episode three of Smodcast, which I'm pretty sure is in like the thousands. At yeah. this point, but he was talking about where he's like, sharks are dicks, man, because like they're not gonna kill you. That's the worst fucking part. They're just gonna take a piece of you and then be like, you figure it out. So, like, <laughs> this is your problem. Like, <laughs> I loved in the Tingler when the brilliant scientific answer was to just shove it back inside of her. Yeah, and like, <laughs> let's just put this back yeah. and not talk about this again. Like, and it works. Like, it's it's hysterical. Um, I find Vincent Price's character in this much less appealing than in most of his films. Really? Yeah, he was kind of fucking annoying to me. I'm like, relax. Scientist, I get it. You discovered the tingler. Relax. What um, are we talking about? Scientists are, like, almost always the worst part of everything. <laughs> they ruin everything. Um, I also really love this notion of, like, scream as a catharsis. That, like, mm-hmm. it, by screaming and releasing our fear. And I think that, getting back to your point, Matt, it's true. Like, that's why we love horror, right? It is somehow, it's for, at least for me, a, a huge catharsis and a huge release for my anxiety, my depression, all my sh- my ish. So I think it's, it makes sense that this film kind of plays to that. And I think if my seat would have tingled, mm-hmm. at first I'd be scared and then I'd be into it, but I think it's a cool gimmick. But I think that it's also... I, I think that it gets the reaction that a good horror movie gets. And, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's not fair to say because, like, you're probably not going to get this reaction from, like, movies like The Exorcist or Jaws or whatever. But, like, a good horror movie to me is you have that that jolt 
and then you're like you you're laugh because because yep. it got you yeah and like the the electric buzzer on a scene are you telling me that you're not gonna have a jolt and you're then done. laugh right. like I feel like this movie almost set the tone for like how we're supposed to enjoy horror from Ooh. that point on that's pretty much how I react to any like haunted attraction at Halloween. Oh, I've got a big ass smile because I'm oh like, my god. oh like, my god. Like we, uh, a couple of my friends and I went to one out in PA and it was literally, Beats. no, oh. no, it was in Love a Beats. mall. Oh, that's And weird. yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like a store in the mall that was taken over by, I think it was called like Terror Labs. Okay. And a lot of it, you're walking through the dark and you have your hands to the wall to feel where you're going. And the moment you turn a corner, like at, like three out of the four times, like a dude popped out and rah, and we yeah. scream. Well, the, the like the last time that it happened, we come around the corner and there's this big window and there's a green light and it was just like a plastic skeleton that popped up and I was the first one around the corner and I screamed bloody murder yeah. and then I was like fuck that yeah. wasn't even a real person <laughs> and we like we would scream and then be hysterically laughing the entire time and that's how we react like when we went to Penhurst Asylum you know the some gnarly thing comes out and like touches me on the shoulder and I piss myself and then we're cracking up laughing but and see and this is where I kind of um you know I I've never been to Penhurst but I've done like Terror Behind the Walls a couple right. times and Terror Behind the Walls is fine but I get more joy out of the cheesiness of like a Bates Motel mm-hmm, because like because like Terror Behind the Walls is all about like we're gonna grab you and we're gonna throw you around and we're gonna like lock you and separate you from your group and it's like no to me the fun is like we're just sitting on this hayride and it's just pure chaos mm-hmm. for 20 minutes but we're in it together and like having a blast with it like I hate <laughs> the separate you from the pack attitude of stuff because like I get it it's a lot scarier because you're alone, but I feel like you lose the whole point of going as a group is like the fun of experiencing it as a group. Agreed. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's, it's a lot more fun. One of, I, God. I was going to say, one of my favorite things was actually like the very first thing that we ever did under the Jersey Ghoul's name was go to Bates, yep. um, Bates Motel and we get on the hayride. We got to do it in Beats Creeps t- trip oh, we to Bates this October. Yeah. Even if it's just okay. like the three of us mm-hmm. and like so there. maybe get Brian to fly in that yeah. weekend for family. She did. We get on the hayride and Marissa's like, I'm okay just as long as I don't do the chainsaw. I hate the chainsaw. <laughs> and the way we're sitting. That's spoiler alert. Yeah. It's at all three attractions involved we're the sitting chainsaw. There, and the way that we're sitting, we're literally sitting like this, how we're sitting now. And I can see over her shoulder as she's telling me, as long as I don't do the chainsaw, I'm fine. And he's the guy with the chainsaw is coming up and legit right behind her is like. And that's when Marissa's tingler I'm already like looking over my shoulder. Um, yeah, you know, like you the chainsaws, oh, which is incidentally so all they use at those yeah. places. Like any of the corn mazes, like when you jump out and scare me, I am gonna scream at the top of my lungs, and it is always followed by ridiculous laughter. Can we, it's so much fun. Can we also just take a second to appreciate that like some of those people are genuinely fucking hilarious, and the things oh. that they come up with to say mm-hmm. is like blows my mind yeah how funny i'm sure they like just have lines that they just use yeah like they figure out what works what but works, like yeah. i have heard some of the funny i can't like pull them out of my memory right now but i can tell you that i have heard some of the funniest shit just come from actors mm-hmm. playing a part and they're like a hillbilly or they're like a maniac <laughs> and they'll just say something that's so outlandish i remember when i went the last time i went to bates i went with my sister's 
like my sister's brother-in-law's kid was there and she was terrified <laughs> but all of a sudden this one girl comes up to the hayride and she goes you are pretty and, and the actress goes thanks and she goes will you be my friend and the actress goes yes and then she goes i ate my last friend <laughs> and the little girl just goes no take backsies um that's really funny that yeah they like, are they're so amusing fucking funny like, the only thing yeah. better than the ones that are funny are the ones who i'm sure are scary even without the costume oh, yeah. yeah like those are my favorite like give me a backwoods like haunt any day because for especially as a city kid nothing scares me more than the back the, like oh, backwards yeah. people uh, like, yeah. like suburbia is just so, so terrifying to me. Oh, oh my god something wild so terrifying. go to bates motel but like right around when it's closing time and then afterwards use the little like five dollar duffers bar pub and grill mm-hmm. d- coupon and go there and just watch as everyone walks in still in their makeup their makeup. Just, <laughs> like, just like have a couple beers at the bar. Oh, let's see. This, what else about the table? Okay, I love the fourth wall break. And oh, when they're in the theater and the lights go out it's and Vincent so Price is like, you gotta scream. You gotta scream or you're gonna die. And it's like one of those moments where I wish I was alive in 1959. I wish I was in that theater to yeah. like you know opening night with everybody probably screaming. screaming their head off and then there was somebody that got that tingler seat that was like what in the yeah, absolute like, fuck because yeah. <laughs> that's all it needs to be so much cooler too is everybody's like Woo! and then somebody's like ah and like, yeah, holy shit it's it, real the it, changes, it, it changes everything well that's so like fun. i mean my first experience with a fourth wall break ever was like Care Bears 2 where the <laughs> Where they demanded that you all say we care. And like when I was a kid, I'd be like, we care! We care! Clapping for Tinkerbell. Yeah, like, I, get I'm the like, fuck up! Please stand up! <laughs> but like I, lo- like, I agree with you, I love immersive shit like that. Oh, and it's too. so simple to do it. And mm-hmm. I love like seeing live theater where they mm-hmm. do it. Like anything yeah. where you're just like, motherfucker, this isn't gonna work unless you do right. this. Like, it's so good. And it's so fun to get into that spirit, too. Like, I, I am always so skeptical, but then when I have an excuse to get into it, I'm like, this is the best ever week! Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know? But I think it's one of those things where it's like, and I know that I'm, like, just as bad with this. It's like, I can't be the first one. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, totally. But, like, once I hear a couple other people screaming, Somebody's I'm just like, ah! it, like, Oh, same, same. See, I'm getting to the point where I will be, especially, like, with Disney stuff stuff. Like, I will be the Disney one stuff, who gets yeah. up. Disney like, stuff I don't care as much. As, like, yeah. if I'm at, like, a concert. Like, if I'm at a concert and you're like, is everybody having a good time out there? Like, I'm not going to be the ones like, ah! In, like, a completely oh, empty yeah. room. Oh, no, like, Dude, what happened? <laughs> I went to see Hamilton this week. You know the part where, like, like they do the cabinet battle and they're like, come on. And I'm like, woo! Yeah, me! Yeah! Like, I was so ghetto all of a sudden. I was like, woo! Like, I was, and I'm sure everybody in no, my family I'm, was embarrassed I'm the, of me. I'm the asshole that thinks they're funny. That it's like, hey, everybody, are you having a good time? No! <laughs> you are. You're a heckler. I'm a heck now. But no, but I'll, now, are you having a good time? Let me hear you scream. Yeah. Oh, that's me. I'll that's scream. me. Yeah. I'm absolutely the first one. Me I too. usually pull out my Wayne's World, but I'm like, woo-hoo-hoo! Always. I forget what it was, but it was like one of those things where it's like, hey, Philly, are you ready to rock? And it's like, they knew our name! <laughs> like, it's like... Okay, time the fuck out. Every single time I go to a concert at 
I don't know what it's called anymore. I still call it the Tweeter Center. Yeah, I was going to say Tweeter Center right there in Camden. Whatever it's called. BBT Pavilion. Every time I go and I see somebody, they're like, I "I actually got, what was it? It might have been the No Doubt Weezer show where they were like, are we in Jersey or are we in Philly? And it's like, (laughs) so they're like, what's up, Jersey? And then there's a bunch of booze, so they're like, and what's up, Philly? Like, <laughs> Philly. Listen. You would, Philly. Yeah, we you would. You would, you scumbag. Listen, our, the biggest export musically from Philadelphia put Jersey in its place. That's right. I'm talking about the Bloodhound Gang. And when they release their 10-second... <laughs> yeah, Springsteen. Yeah, when they release their, their 10-second song of silence called The 10 Coolest Things to Do While You're in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, got him! <laughs> Rosa! <laughs> Sick burn, Philly. Yeah, Sick you, burn. You did it. You did it with that, John. Um, <laughs> hey, now, now you say to... all you can. Here's the thing, and I've talked about this before. I do say all I can. Philly, about Philly. Philly wins. Nothing. No. Philly <laughs> wins for the fact that it doesn't matter what is happening. We will meme that shit in the moment. Case in point, I've talked about this a bunch Last year, when there was a hostage situation in Philadelphia, and we got John Wick trending on Twitter, <laughs> like, it's fair. Like, I, giggled. Like, I giggled at that one. You yeah. know what I mean, like it's like we don't give a fuck no, if we can make it into a meme. Yeah. We're like, let's just do it. Yeah, there's <laughs> too I really soon does think not exist in the vocabulary of people in Philadelphia. Sunny Philadelphia really is an apt representation. <laughs> like, of just the fucking degradation, which is not But I'm in the suburbs, yeah. so I love right, it. Right, right, right. You're you, will, you will appreciate this because you live there, but one of my favorite shirts that I had ever seen was a shirt that said Delco, claiming we've been from Philadelphia since so, the year, like, you know, for however many years since Delco why. existed. I still have this shirt. And I'm so bummed that the company that made it doesn't exist anymore because I've outgrown it. But it was just a picture of the state of Pennsylvania with an arrow pointing to Delaware County that said, here's where use is. Like, <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I just I just think it's cute you guys steal everything from New York, even things like use. Yeah. Whatever. New York's fine. It's all yeah. right. If you're into that kind of thing. If you like the smell of piss everywhere you walk. I much prefer the smell of Philly. It's so delightful. (laughs) No, pretty much any city smells like piss. It's real gross. I don't understand how anyone's like, I like this so much better than having my own parking lot (laughs) and not the smell of homeless. No, right? I will say the one thing Philly's got going for it, it's much easier to get in and out of. Oh my god. I have actively not gone to states above New York because I still have to get (laughs) through New York to get there. Seriously. (laughs) What was it? It was a couple years ago when my mom and I were driving to New England and I had to There's no way. You can't get there. I went over over the George Washington Bridge and when we were rolling up at the time, I don't know how much it is now, but at the time, it was like $12.50 to cross the George Washington Bridge and I'm like, I'm sitting there with my $5 bill like a fucking jackass (laughs) from New Jersey. Your quarters. Yeah, I got my $5 bill and I'm like, I'm ready to cross a Brit twelve fifty. You know why you have that bridge. problem? Because you refuse to get easy pass. Well, I have it now. No. But it's also I like, it now. it's not even, it's not even that. Like for me, I remember one time I had to drive to Boston. Yeah, you no, I had to drive to Connecticut. And I was like, all right. 
here's the plan. I'm going to leave Pennsylvania right, at like 10 p.m. No, it's going to be like room. 1 a.m. How bad could it be? It added an hour and a half yeah. to my drive. Uh, no just trying to time. get like 10 miles yep. to get in out fact, of New York. In fact, it's like a game. Motherfuckers <laughs> think they could shirk the system. They try like 2 p.m. They try 1 in the morning. It, it don't matter. We're see, I guess the only up. way to do it is like coming up Pennsylvania and you got to go out like Pittsburgh, Ohio, almost right. all yeah. the way up. <laughs> you have to go all the way out and around and then and back down. Honestly, still like more England. time. And yeah. and honestly, it would probably be about yeah, the same, same amount of time, if not 100%. less. I, I, oh, the one thought I always have this when I go is, up. This is very regional talk for all your <laughs> listeners around the United we States. We are the Jersey ghouls, <laughs> after all. All right, yeah, fuck it. Let's bring it back in. Okay. <laughs> This is what happens when I show up. I'm like, fuck the topics. <laughs> I haven't seen you in like seven months. I know, it's been forever. <laughs> it's been forever. I, oh, I mean, I really good. have... Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, these these are the kind of movies, and I, I said it when we watched The Blob, I always forget about these black and white movies. I think because I'm so... Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just so... I gravitate toward the 80s slashers and like the early 90s stuff like so much that like I forget... How much good stuff there is. How wholesome it is in like until a really I weird watch, way. Yeah, yeah, until I watch one. Like when we watched wholesome. The Blob, the original Blob, I was like, this is amazing. This is so much fun. Like, Yeah, uh, I believe your exact words were, man, if only we could go back to better times like back in the 1950s. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like, but I, the, the amount of times, sense. I guarantee, pick like my favorite, like my 20 favorite horror films of the 80s and 90s, I would bet that I've seen the three Creature from the Black Lagoon movies and the House of Wax more than like 90% of those movies. Yeah. Because it's just like, first of all... You can pop it in. Yeah, pop it in. Don't have to pay attention. It's like an hour and 10, hour they 15. Yeah. They shoot by. I mean, like, I never have time to watch it, but I would love to like actually be one of those people who can just be sitting at home at 8 p.m. on Saturday watching Spigoli. Because oh, it's just see. like, yeah. it's like... Man, how much fun! To it's just... Sven Gulli. I've been saying, saying Sven Gulli my entire life. Oh, maybe it's Sven Gulli. I, I don't know. I've only ever watched it once, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I've watched it a few times, but I don't know if he says that's, his own name. Right that's now. what I mean. Like, <laughs> just give me like goofy dude doing dad jokes and showing me old fifties movies, and like I'm so in. But like, I want it to be later than seven or eight p.m. on a Saturday because like I'm probably not home. Yeah. If it was on at midnight, I'd be like, you know what? I'll stay up until yeah. two and watch this. Why not? Yeah. That's I think that's where my love of like cool ghouls actually always came from. Like yeah. I just adore the idea of like cheesiness and wholesome horror. Like it always just delighted me. So the one movie that Tingler always reminds me of is this uh, British horror film called The Asphics, uh, which Asphics uh, says what? Yeah, it can't. That can't be right. <laughs> anyway, it's it's about a guy. Who, Did you like Google pronounce it? No, let's not. It's not that no, important. No, I'm. I'm now she's on. But but it's A S P H X. Um. So the concept of this movie is that this photographer accidentally captures a picture of someone a second before they die. Like he's taking a picture of them when they're on a I've boat. I've heard about this. Yeah, he takes a picture of them when they're on a boat and they're about to fall into the water where they're about to drown. And when he's looking at the picture, he sees this little demon creature. And what he realizes is that every single one of us has this little demon inside of us that escapes to kill us. And he's like, if you can scare someone almost to death and capture that ghost, they'll never die. So it's all about him, like, testing out ways to make his entire family immortal by capturing this, like, death demon. <laughs> and it is So a that's why fun I movie. went Asphyx, because asphyxia. 
Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Works for me. But yeah. Ass if, fix if the you, movie. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a fan of The Tingler, give Ass Fix a shot. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to be tingled, try it with the Ass Fix. Yeah, try it in your Ass Fix. <laughs> Oh, well, no, that sounds that sounds like a cool. But yeah, I'm into that concept. It's, it's actually, it's a very 1971 type yeah. movie. Like, um, that sounds fun though. So, Matt Kelly, thank you so much for being on. And we know you have about 5,000 projects brewing. So, tell us a little bit about where we can find you in that sultry voice of yours. Okay, so um, if you want to hear my voice, the only option is horror movie night, uh, which you can go to hmnpodcast.com. Uh, but lately, I've been branching out into this whole fun world of producing podcasts. So there's the Roaring Twenties podcast. None of these have websites. So you're just going to have to look them up on your podcasting apps. There's the Roaring Twenties podcast in which my friends Andrew and Brooke kind of break down a guide for dealing with being in your 20s during the 2020s, uh, which is a fun little like life show. There's my favorite episode of... They which love your bro- ass things too. They do. Uh, <laughs> There's my favorite episode of, which both of you yes. have appeared on episodes of, uh, which we just added a second co-host. Uh, I think that the show has gotten so much tighter since we've done that, so I'm really excited for that. Toit. 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 Even your business uh, partner, Joey, has been on a very recent episode he, talking about Buffy. He is a delight. He is. That Joey. Absolutely a charmer. Mm-hmm. And the most recent one that I've been doing is uh, One Hit Thunder. Uh, give that a shot. It is Chris Fafios of the band Punchline. Each week, he sits down with a different musician, uh, and they talk about their favorite one-hit wonder. And that has been such a wild ride for me, because I'm, like, little baby boy raised on pop-punk music, and being able to, like, just casually have conversations with the bassist from Weedis, or, like, the guitarist from Real Big Fish, and, like, all these bands that I love, and just being like, hey... Uh, Chris gave me your email address and you said you'd like to be on the show sometime and it's like oh my god I am literally having a conversation <laughs> with like Jared from Bowling for, for Soup this wow. band that I've loved you name dropping I love that's it what I'm, I'm doing. into it well, do how... they sign your boobs? no because that's what I would ask no not appropriate they used, oh, well no. they used to but then I started going to the gym every day oh, and I don't got no yeah. boobs <laughs> yeah. well thank you guys for joining us for this William Castle Vincent Price right. episode uh, we hope you enjoyed it do the thing on the internet. Come find us. Talk to us. We'll talk to you. Like it, love it, subscribe it, rate it. You know, do that internet thing. And we will see you guys next time. Jackie, can I come find your tingler now? She <laughs> 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 was a long-ass tingle. <laughs> That's the only kind she knows. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. listening to the Geekscape Network.